welcome to Healthy Not Hungry, the bite-sized podcast all about redefining what healthy actually means. I'm your host, nutritionist and personal trainer, Rachel Doss. Here's what's on today's podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healthy Not Hungry. I'm your host, Rach. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited because today we have Tiffany on and we're going to have a bit of an interview and talk with her. So a quick little bio. Tiffany Farag is a doctor, podcaster, and scientist. She is the host of the Get to Know You podcast. As a podcaster, she focuses on human behavior and thinking, a conversationalist that uses evidence-based science and storytelling to dive into questions with insightful people around the world, questions that drive our behavior, our thoughts, our relationships with others. Tiffany has been growing her own self-awareness, in turn helping others to do the same. Her extensive academic background and curiosity with personal development enables her to have an ever-learning and growing mindset. This mindset allows her to build relationships with people and brands that align with her podcast. So thank you so much for joining us today, Tiffany. It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much, Rach, for com- for you know in- um, inviting me on the podcast. Yeah, always. It's such a treat. Um, So I've obviously given everyone a little bit of a get to know you, just like your podcast. By the way, you (laughs) should definitely have a listen of that. It's really cool to listen to. Um, But for everyone else, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you currently are. Oh, wow. What a big question. Well, I am somebody who's always, well, my background's Egyptian. So as Egyptians are born and raised in Australia, but Egyptian families, you tend to be put into like, you know, you've got three options. You're a doctor, you're a lawyer, or you're an engineer. Choose one. You're not really given much of else of an option. So I took the path of trying to, you know, getting into medical school and studying and, you know, studied four degrees and, and uh, started working for a few years in that. And I just found myself, I'm like, okay, yes, uh, I loved medicine. Yes, I love anatomy and, and the human body and, and uh, learning about, you know, the human body and surgery. Surgery. I wanted to always be a surgeon, but then knowing that path and knowing my personality, I was like, well, I'm actually quite a social person. And I love diving deep into conversations with people and, you know, getting to know them and having these really deep conversations about understanding why we do what we do and why we say what we say and, and improving our, improving us, ourselves and, and our growing our self-awareness. So it was something that I had to just leave. So I ended up five years ago, moving to Spain. I was in Spain, living in Spain, you know, Madrid for five years. I actually just got back to Australia about maybe four weeks ago, back to Melbourne. And yeah, it was an incredible experience. And I, I met some people there who really saw that in me. They're like, it wasn't even my idea to start the podcast. They're like, Tiff, you love meeting new people and diving into these conversations. Why don't you start a podcast? And it just came so naturally to me. I've been meeting incredible people around the world. Everything's flowing. I've got over 250 episodes out and it's just absolutely incredible. You're just diving deep. I'm learning about myself. Every question I do my research, the guest speaker does their research and we really dive deep into these conversations and it's absolutely incredible. And I'm so grateful that a friend pointed it out to me and that's a beautiful thing about it. And that's what your external self-awareness is. Sometimes people around you can point out things and see things in you that you didn't even know about yourself. So yeah, that's how that's how it all got started, and that's how um yeah I'm here where I am right now. <laughs> Amazing, that's so cool. I think we all want to run off to Spain at some point, right? You're right. Just like, that would be the dream. But four degrees. Can I just ask, out of curiosity, what were your four degrees? 
Okay, so I did a, I did a Bachelor of Science with Anatomy Physiology um, majors, and then I did a uh, honours in Biomedical Technology, and then I did a Doctor of Podiatric Medicine, and then I did Doctors of Medicine. Goodness me, that's a yeah. lot. <laughs> do you feel like like all that study? Would you study again, or do you feel like as in like official, like traditionally officially study? I guess obviously every day you're doing research and you're studying with that but do you think you could ever put yourself back in university I guess after that oh after that no (laughs) very much I'm very much somebody I notice with myself I'm better in learning when I'm like not being assessed it's not I'm not being examined I'm not getting a mark about it I'm like more encouraged to learn and like and try all these courses and do this course and do that course and like you know try all these things but it's from myself and not because someone's, you know, giving me a grade. And had I known I was going to go down that path and I'm like, all right, you're going to do like 10 years of study and do these four degrees. Like from, if I knew that from the beginning, I wouldn't have done it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. But I guess it's, it's hindsight, isn't it? It's like, yeah. had you not have done that, you maybe wouldn't be where you are now. You maybe wouldn't have this insight and these qualities. So it's one of those things, like I never like to live with regrets because I'm like, sure, in hindsight, you're like, I could have saved myself all that. But also, would you be exactly where you are right now? And if the answer is no, it's like, well, would you put yourself through it again? Like, Yeah, no, I like that way of thinking. You're absolutely right. Maybe I wouldn't be where I am. Maybe I wouldn't have gone to Spain and met that friend who told me to start the podcast, which yeah. has absolutely, you know, changed my life and it's, you know, incredible. You know, who knows? It's always, when you always look back, you're like, you know what? This one little decision, sometimes there's a small decision or a small conversation or turning the corner and bumping into someone. It really is on that level. And you're like, wait, if that hadn't happened or if I didn't change my mind about this or if I decided to take this path and, you know, like drive down this street instead of down that street, I wouldn't have seen this person or wouldn't. And then everything adds up. So it's like Mm -hmm. one little decision and then another decision comes from that. Like everything adds up and you wouldn't be where you are had you not taken that path. Oh, there's so many small moments in life that create this beautiful thing that we have. Like, and I think so many people are so harsh on themselves. Like you see it all the time. These people who live with all these regrets and they're like, I wish I didn't do this. I wish I didn't do that. And like, I just, I I chose to look at it differently, especially I get it all the time, you know, with my daughter's dad, they're like, oh, you guys were pregnant three months in. Like, do you regret that? And no, not at all, because if I didn't meet him, sure, there was a lot that happened, I wouldn't have whole. Like it'd be a different mm. kid and that alone is enough for me to be like, I would go through it tenfold again if it meant I got that kid. And it's the same, you know, had I have not been at a party one night and met my brother at the pub, I may have not gotten with my current partner. Like it's there's it's these little movements and I think I guess I'd rather normalise people looking at life as no regrets and rather than had you have not gone through that you wouldn't be exactly where you are and it's I love that I love that you're saying that because you know working with like I I was doing a lot of work um when I was working as a podiatrist with um a lot of uh the elderly and I'd go around and I would have so many conversations and about and they always regret what they didn't do you never they're never regretting what they did do but they're always regretting what they didn't do which was really interesting yeah Mm. it's funny you say that because I think I think about my nan like she's 86 and yeah she's never told me she regrets something that she has done it's funny you say that but yeah it's she's the first to like I love her she's always like (laughs) go do this Rach go do what makes you happy she's so unapologetic with life I guess she's always like 
run and do what you want. And like her and my granddad, they've been married, I think coming up to 65 years. Wow. And um, when they got married, his parents didn't approve. So his parents refused to show up to their wedding, which, you know, back mm-hmm. in the early days was kind of a big no-no, but they got married anyway. And like, obviously they have no regrets there. And I think like, that's what's always been kind of pushed to me and like, just do what makes your soul happy and the right people will support that. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. But anyway, we went off on a bit of a tangent, but (laughs) it's always a good tangent to have. But my next question I wanted to ask you is, do you have a why that you think of? And if so, what do you think it is? A why that I think of? Like what's your why for you or for life or for what you do, I guess? I like that. I like that question a lot. I think, you know, a big thing is I don't ever want to live my life with no regrets. Like we're talking about it. And it's like, you know what, I don't think taking the safe option or taking the safe route is the safe route. You don't yeah. want to like, you know, going down this path of, I'm not traditionally going back into like, I'm back in Australia, but I'm like focusing on the podcast. I'm not going back into like medicine and podiatry and I want to do this and it's not the traditional route. And so it's like people see the safe route. That's the option. That's the better option. And I don't think that is the better option is not the safe route because it's not safe. It's not safe for your, for your uh, you know, well-being. It's not safe for your happiness. It's not safe for you feeling content and not safe for you feeling alive. Yeah. You know, sure. it's like, I think it kills you if you keep going down that route. So my, my whole thing is, you know, there's no plan at B for life. You've got one life. I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to, you know, um, do go down the route that is for me, the road that makes me feel good. Um, and maybe there's a, you know, there's a struggle in the beginning or to get, to get things going, but I'd rather take that route and struggle through what makes me feel what, you know, what uh, lights my fire, what makes, you know, makes me feel alive where I'm not going through the motions and I'm able to connect with these different people on a level that I, that I like. Yeah. You know, connection, sometimes people are just going through the moments or on autopilot and like talking and interacting with people, but they're in their own worlds. I don't want to be like that. I yeah. don't want to be on autopilot. Yeah, for sure. You want to be authentically there and present. Yeah. And be able to give that out. No, I really like that. And do you think it's comfortable to sit in that or do you find that you're constantly fighting against it? I think, you know, there are moments where, it's not comfortable. And I did have a moment the other day about it. And I realized, even though I know <laughs> you've introduced me and all the things that I've done, I should be like feeling like, oh my God, I've had all these incredible achievements. But I have moments where I'm like, oh, you know, things are like, I'm struggling to get this thing going or to close this deal or to close this brand partnership. And when you don't close immediately or you, you're having some struggles with it, you sit there like, you know, I guess you, you have moment, low moments and you, you know, yeah. you're questioning your self-worth or you, you, you know, your value, you don't, you know, walk with your, with your back straight, you, you feel, um, and I'm not talking literally, but more figuratively, but you feel less than because yeah. you can't. So I'd realized that I do still and significantly measure my value and self-worth based on my achievements. And, and I, I need to, I need to like get out of that and to, and to try and, look at other things and look at other, look at other ways of um you know knowing not measuring my self-worth on on my achievements on like something else like for example like you know I believe like I'm, I'm good-hearted yeah uh, like you know um you know I like my openness with people I like my warmth 
uh, you know what I'm a warm person I'm you know huggy and I'm like really warm and I um hospitable with people and people come over and like I like to cook for my friends and have host these things and I'm warm you know and my warm nature and I should you know value or like you know focus on that and like and my self-worth on just my own characteristics instead of my achievements what about you Rach like you know do you have the what's your why I'm like when do you um you know have those moments my why so mine kind of comes down to two things like I think if I'm dead honest I think I was brought here to be Holly's mum like I I do think that's a huge part of my why because it's hard to explain but before I had her I was never content like I would do things and achieve things and it was never enough it's like I felt like I had this hole in my heart that could never be filled. And I tried filling it with dating guys and you name it. I tried to fill it. Even, you know, I was like, when I finished my uni degree, I might feel better about it. And I just, nothing ever was enough. And it was almost like this loneliness. And yeah, I just wasn't content. Like I was happy. I was doing things. I certainly wasn't unhappy, but I just, I could never quite feel it. And I could never quite understand it. And then I had whole and it was like a missing puzzle piece came in. And I think that, you know, I'm not saying that my only purpose by any means is to just raise her, but I think she is a massive part of my why in the sense that raising her and looking after her, but also having her and the ability in hindsight that it's brought me with other things that I do. And a big part of that is I want to help people. Like I want to help women in particular, but also males. Like I'm, I'm open anyone, Um, you know, I want to help people feel worthy and valued of who they are while also being healthy because I think that when we're healthy and we have a physically able body and mind because our health affects our mind so much we're able to achieve so much more and then help more people as well so I think for me my big why is definitely helping people but I think Holly came into that I don't know if I would have hit it without her if that makes sense yeah no I I love that you're sharing that that's beautiful you know it's not you know mother for you to say you know part of your purpose is having holy that's that's amazing i think you know um as humans and as as women and mothers and you know that's uh that that's your purpose uh now and you know and 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 it could be your purpose your entire life too like but you know i like this whole thing of where we have our our um places and spaces like women like we're you know um some of us are, have that opportunity to be mothers and then yeah. children grow old and then you you know you could be uh, the next CEO as well of some company or you don't have to you know you could start your own business or uh, you know the your podcast is doing incredibly well it could be it's still growing you have you know it, it, everything's evolving including you including your like uh, purpose and including um and you know how how things just grow for you and unfold and make you realize things and make you um um have these like strong realizations and that having holy for you uh did that for you and in, in, a, in a place in your life right now so that's yeah yeah I think she amazing. was a big catalyst for me and that's not to say do you know what I mean like that's not to say go out and have a kid to find your why because some people will have 10 kids and still not find their why like it's not absolutely it's definitely not an answer by any way form or shape for me, it was a catalyst to a lot. And even the experience of things I went through with her 
and you know like becoming a single mom with a six-month-old 23 things like that like it's I think it's given me the empathy and the compassion but also the knowledge to be able to help others and I think that it's like any lived experience you have right can help others and yeah she's just happened to be a massive part of mine and I think also I I never fully understood true love until I had her Mm, like mm. I always felt loved by my parents like 100% but I, I don't think I ever fully understood the magnitude of it and I yeah it was hard to explain then I had her and I all of a sudden the love that I had for her I was like holy crap my parents have this for me and it's it almost that was enough to all of a sudden add that I was like okay I am valid as a person no matter what and it you know it's different things it takes for different people to learn that self-worth and appreciation and for me that was probably a big part of it too but in saying that I still struggle as much as anyone else you know I have days where I feel like I'm not a great mum because I sent my kid to kindy when I maybe could have kept her home but like her energy levels and attention of what she needs I'm like I can't give that to you today like that's a big example or to do with work like feeling uncomfortable because I quit a job because I wasn't feeling valued but then because I haven't gone and gotten another one I'm like you know one minute I'm fine and the next time on seek for two hours being like I should be doing this but you know like it's I I don't think anyone is ever a hundred percent comfortable and if you're absolutely are you living your best life would be my next question. There's no way, you know, the brain, like if we like, you know, we look at the, you know, I love to put science here, but like, you know, the brain, there's chemicals, there's lots of things happening. We're never complete. We're never regulated all the time. Our brain will never always be at its optimum all the time regulated. We're falling in and out of regulation on different scales with everybody. Everybody's falling in and out of dysregulation differently, but it's like, it's a, you know, it's a constant wave that just keeps on happening. And it's about, you know, learning what you need for yourself to, you know, um, go through those feelings and emotions to like, let yourself feel those things to not suppress it, like learning what you need to do to like express it all. Yeah. Let your body and mind feel it all. You know, it's, um, it's one of those things, isn't it? There's like, it's like caring for your mental health. Like there's so many factors that come into play, but you know, whether what you're eating, are you exercising, what you're consuming, who you're around. Um, but like I spoke, I had a counselor on the other week and she said to me, cause we we're talking about postpartum. And I said, if there is someone who is a new mom and they're struggling, I'm like, what's the best way to approach them? And she said, ask them, do you need help with anything? Do you need to be heard? Or do you need to be heard? So rather than sometimes people don't necessarily need help and they don't necessarily need advice, they just need to be heard. And I think like, you know, when you have down days, like yesterday, I was telling you earlier, I had the downest day, like I was just in a bad mood and nothing really changed it. And I was meant to go to a book club and I literally messaged the girls and said, look, I'm really sorry. I've just had a bad day. And I'm not feeling good and I don't want to be around people. And I'm like, but I'll see you next time. Like, and it was so well received. And I thought about being like, oh, I'm getting a cold or, you know, like not just, I guess, acknowledging it for what it was. But I think that's where we go wrong is we always, we so try and put on this smile and be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And really like, because of that, we're not able to fully acknowledge what we're going through. Whereas if we firstly acknowledge it, 
And then secondly, share it with others that it's normal. More people will acknowledge this stuff. And then once again, sometimes you just need to be heard. So if someone else says, oh, wow, I hope you're okay. Sometimes that's enough to kind of even start to pull you out of it. Like it's, yeah, you know, you don't need the world. You just need a little bit. Yeah, I love that you're saying that. Absolutely right. Like you don't need like a little bit of, you know, when I had my little moment a couple of days ago, I was just like uh, speaking to a friend and I was taking accountability for um, what I was feeling and also realizing, you know, not to, you know, I've, I guess I've known it all the time, but maybe verbally saying it out loud, I measure my self-worth based on my achievements. Yeah. I need to stop doing that. And I said it to a friend and it's like, you know, Tiff, you're down on this thing and it hasn't even really happened yet. <laughs> Yeah. You haven't, you don't know if it's a hard no yet. And even right. if it is, doesn't mean you can't stop knocking on different doors. Obviously, and keep, yeah. You know? Yeah, your expectations, <laughs> so, you're so hard on yourself clearly because you haven't yeah. even outright no. And I call it doom thinking, which I do a fair bit, is I'll jump to the worst case scenario and figure out how I'm going to get through that and then I can cope. I'm like, okay, I figured out the worst possible thing and I figured out I can get through that. So now it's fine. The problem is when I'm in my doom thinking phase, I'm, I'm so bad. Like I'll just, I'll just. Well, yeah, it's so like, I guess, you know, like my thing about it all is in, in, in most of my cases, I'm like, let's just wait till the thing happens. If it's a bad thing, it's got, let my, let, why would I let my mind and my body feel it twice? Because oh, yeah. I'm already telling my mind and my body it's happened already. So all these chemicals and all these stress, you know, your chain, your thinking and your mood affect your your whole body. It affects you, you on a cellular level. So like you're stressing out your cells and then those cells are dividing and multiplying and they're creating more stressed out cells that are, that can make you unwell. So yeah. it's like, well, why should I let, why am I like, wait till the thing happens? Why let my body and mind feel the thing twice? Like, you know, and, and worry so hard, but there are moments where it's like, no, nah, I'm going to have that. I'm going to, you know, like I just did a couple of days ago, but I tried like, you know, have that thinking about it and around it. It's like until it happens and it's a hard no until something, you know, you know, hundred percent, like feel it then or like let yourself get upset about it then. Not but before until then, don't waste your energy and time, but sometimes yeah. you need that exterior person to say that to you exactly. I'm the same like I will go through this massive doom and then my partner will be like it hasn't happened yet like yeah. why 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 are you getting upset about something that potentially may not happen but you've already mourned it and it's like but sometimes you need someone else to pull you out of that which is where yes. I think it's so helpful to be able to publicly acknowledge how you're feeling and share it and when I say publicly I don't mean you have to blast it on your socials but like you know, no, just talk to one person, like one it. friend, your partner. All it takes is, yeah, someone to chat to. Like, you know what? Even if you feel like there's no one right now in your life, like, hell, like you could be talking to someone at the shops. Like maybe yeah. they're the checkout chick doing your groceries. Like it's. <laughs> I have a funny story about that. Actually, I was telling, um, I was going to the US before I came to Australia. I was going to the US to visit someone and I came through to Australia and I was like, speaking you know they that you have to go through immigration why are yeah. you here what do you you know what are you doing here like <laughs> so these are questions and things and I just started chatting about like you know why I'm there and like what am I doing and like what I was thinking and we used to like there was no luckily not people behind me but we were just sitting there chatting so she didn't really have any reason to like um you know uh feel like oh I was there for she wasn't she stopped asking me those immigration questions and we started chatting about <laughs> about like 
what I was doing there and my thoughts and, and then her getting her opinion about things. And it was really funny, just crossing through customs at the airport. Sometimes I think you have the best conversations with complete strangers. I don't know how many barista conversations I have had where mm. someone is literally taking my coffee order or making my coffee and I've gone into this rabbit hole of a conversation. Like totally the best. I yeah. think, but that's the thing, right? Like I think sometimes we think, oh, I've got no one available. And it's like, there's always someone available. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You yeah. Cr- like, you know, you'll go on a street, you talk to someone, sometimes they just say a word, one word. And you're like, wait, what? Like, it's like, how did you know I needed to hear that? Like, it's yeah. just weird. It's weird like that sometimes. I think it's like people are placed in your spot. Even like there's this girl I have on Instagram. I went to school with her. We were never friends. Like, I don't even think we would have said two words to each other in person. Mm. And yet we stayed Instagram friends. And she's got like twin girls the same age as my daughter has also gone through being a single mom. We just chat like on Instagram all the time Mm. and she'll post something being like, I had a really hard day and I'll be like, you've got this. And then like, we'll get in these little conversations and send each other memes and like, like, yeah, like in person, I don't even know this girl well. And yet on Instagram, she's one of my favorite people to message. (laughs) So interesting. Yeah. So, you know, people come in the most unexpected forms and places, I think. Totally. Well, that concludes part one of our interview with Tiff, but stay tuned next week as we put out part two and we delve so much deeper into all things human connection and human behavior. And it gets super duper interesting. I loved this chat so much. So definitely stay tuned as we release part two next week. It is a banger and definitely worth listening to. But in the meantime, if you're curious and you want to hear more from Tiff, definitely check her out. So her podcast is called Get to Know You. And if you go on Instagram and type in Get to Know You podcast, you'll find her there and you can follow along and listen to some more of her great episodes too. But once again, stay tuned next week as we continue on with this wonderful conversation. Well, that's all we have time for today, but thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Healthy Not Hungry. We appreciate you so much. If you did love listening to this episode and you'd like to listen to more of it, Just look up Healthy Not Hungry on your local podcast streaming site. And if you could leave us a review and a like and subscribe, we would appreciate that so much. To keep up to date with everything else and to get a little bit more healthy motivation in your day, follow us on Instagram at Healthy Not Hungry Podcast or we have a Facebook group called Healthy Not Hungry as well. And we also have an email, healthynothungrypodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch. Have a great day. 